Hi guys and welcome back to an episode of After 8 Podcast. You are with Olympia and Chloe Amore. And we are back with another episode of This Is Not Up For Discussion. These are our episodes where we speak about your issues, dilemmas, your problems, and yeah, just anything controversial really. So you're in for a treat today. Yes, you are. And guys, it is the lead up up to Christmas. So we are on 100 and 10 <laughs> percent that's what i'm talking about not 100 percent, but 110 110 percent energy one, one, so we're ready to give you <laughs> as much advice as you want as much are you gonna opinions are you <laughs> as much opinion. opinions <laughs> are you ready to share your knowledge yeah and are you ready to share your um advice yeah i am I am. Do you know what, guys? I actually think I'm. I think you're really good at giving advice, actually, Chloe. But I actually, do think you think I am. so? Yeah. Thanks. Do you know what? I agree with you. I just don't know about no. taking advice, but yeah. No, I think I'm. Really, what do you mean? Do you think I'm not good at taking advice? No, I'm saying I think I'm good at giving advice, but I don't know how good I am at taking. Oh, at taking advice. Okay, fair enough. Advice. But sometimes you just have to learn yourself. Yeah, that's that's how I think as well. But then in my mind, I'd be like, no, but I gave you advice. Mm, fair enough. <laughs> like, Follow my advice. Yeah. Um, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Mm, well, yeah. Yeah. You know. Should we kick off? Should we get started? Um, should we? Should we just go straight into it? Come on then. We Why could talk not? about. Cool. We could talk about our weeks if you would like. Okay, go but, on. Um, Since you asked me, guys, I'm so excited because <laughs> this week I fly out to go on holiday with my girl. We're going to be away for Christmas, and I'm very excited because I need to get the fuck out of this UK, London. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no it's really nice you're going away I'm really um, excited, yeah. yeah week has been great looking forward for Chris. looking forward to a break <laughs> just a break from all of the rush of everything mm-hmm. i think that'll be really nice looking forward to yeah christmas with the family with yeah. the kids mm-hmm. right let's get into it that didn't even seem like you what you cared about the week Olympia, are you excited? What's going on? Talk Listen, to us. Listen, I just want to sleep. No, Not now. Oh, in general. In general. That's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to not setting an alarm. Mm-hmm. I don't mind. The kids can come and wake me up naturally. Not that alarm that goes off at 6am every single day. <laughs> it goes off, honestly, Monday through to Sunday at 6am so every so single day. And... I don't really think it needs to. I just yeah. need to maybe turn it off, but I'm looking forward to turning it off and actually having nothing specific that I need to be doing. Yeah. Well, can you make us a promise? What? Can you ensure that you actually do that? At least <laughs> once, at least no, once. No, yeah. honestly, from the 22nd, which mm-hmm. is Friday, I am turning that alarm off until yeah. the 2nd. Okay, that's fair. It's just going to be off. There would be no reason that I have to be up at six o'clock every day. Okay. Like absolutely not one reason <laughs> in hell. <laughs> so it's going to be, it's going to be off. And in January, okay. we go back to getting up in the gym, all that stuff. Oh my God. Yes. January, we go ham. Yeah. We go hard then, yes. motherfucker, you know. Yes. Nudge me. All oh, right. I was wondering why, I was like, why are you shaking your wrist? <laughs> I was so confused. But yeah, no, it's going to be good. We're going, we, we do deserve some time off. And we're going to get it, okay? Yes. Right, so I'm going to go into it. This one is not really a question, but one of our listeners wanted us to discuss around normalising taboos, sexual taboos in particular, and the best ways to go about them. So 
rather than giving you advice off the top of my head, I have got some professional opinions as well mm-hmm. um just from like some research and stuff so i'm gonna go through what i found and then we can just talk about it okay sounds good and hopefully we can give you some sort of idea so normalizing sexual taboos can be challenging but very important it requires open communication education a willingness to challenge societal norms here are some steps that can be taken all right chloe so number one educate yourself about what the sexual taboos are the ones that you're worried about in particular and then this will help you to understand the reasons why they exist and how they might be harmful and then from there you can do more of your research and stuff like that okay i think that's a i think that's a pretty it's a a safe way to go about it really do you think is in like if you google it and find out like what they what they are like can you think of a sexual taboo for example um yeah like being whipped <laughs> yeah that 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 is a sexual taboo yeah like yeah. some people like a bit of pain for example mm. um what's, mm. it, what's it when they crimp ah, chloe sorry i need to demonstrate <laughs> but like you know when they like um yeah you know when people put yeah pegs? yeah and they like on their to, nipples and stuff yeah when people like extreme pain bdcm bd bdsm yeah yeah all of that but yeah so that's a taboo something that's not really it's something i guess a taboo is essentially like something that's like frowned upon isn't it yeah you shouldn't hurt people during sex (laughs) i'm I'm frowning do you know what it's each to their own yeah and even with something like that it's like you have to you have to communicate something like that especially with your partner yeah Um, i I mean you can't just go and start pinching or whipping and you know smacking yeah or i guess like even a taboo in certain for certain people Mm -hmm. would be like a woman being submissive like oh sorry being dominant dominant it might be seen as like to admit and to be in a relationship where the woman is a domineering person in the bedroom and the guy is the one who's submissive like that Mm -hmm. would be such a massive taboo but like what's wrong with that if the person if both people agree and consent and they're happy and they like it it should be fine chaining like chaining them up to a bed or um well, no, because it could even just be like she orchestrates no, everything. No, no, that's a new what? taboo. Oh, what? Oh, okay. As in okay, like being okay. tied up. Yeah, that's true. Or being strangled and... Yeah. Because some people love that. But do you know what? Okay. Um, <laughs> but do you know what? Um, I do... What I... Okay, so recently I've been... Um, I say recently, I'm chatting shit. The other day I heard a story and basically it was... Um, oh my God, I, I lied, guys. I didn't hear a story. I watched a film. Okay. And um, in the film, a guy admits to accidentally murdering someone. And so Ooh. his fetish slash his kink is that mm. he would um, go on websites, specifically like, you know, like aim to target people like himself that like to do sexual acts that, that he did. Okay. Um, and he was contacted um, by someone who was like, okay, do you know what? Like my, I think like my wife likes this. Okay. And so. Was that a lie? Yeah. So okay. it was actually a lie. He but liked it. Was, it. Um, so the person who, yes, the person who set, set this up, um, arranged for this guy who this, so this is the guy that admitted to accidentally murdering someone, right? Okay. Um, now we know it's probably his wife. Um, and <laughs> I mean, you told us. <laughs> he was given a, what's it called? A safe word? Yeah. So he knew what the safe word was. So obviously he knew that if the wife was to use this word, he would stop, right? Mm-hmm. And um, in fact, I don't think his wife, guys, I think I made it up. I think it was just another guy. I think it was actually, um, it was gay sex, like it was two men. 
Um, and then I know, and then the third. <laughs> Sorry, where did you... I know, I know. Okay. I, I realized I, I don't know why, where I got that from. Okay, but no, it's okay. But either way, now it's not the wife; it's just another guy. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so he was given the safe word. So and obviously he was told that you know if the safe word used, obviously to stop. Mm-hmm. And what had happened in the situation is that he went over to go meet this person. Um, started doing whatever it is I'm guessing it was quite physical and violent yeah and he was just he was just crying when he was when he was admitting it he was just like he wasn't using the safe word so I thought it was okay so he kept going kept going kept going until he actually was dead he killed him yeah um but could the guy use the safe word what was he doing to him I think maybe he was saying and doing stuff but he wasn't using that safe word and I feel like when you're involved in things Mm. like this you, you know the rules so I guess for him it's kind of like you, you didn't use the word so I yeah. thought that you liked it um, and then anyways it turns out that it was actually a setup so the person who arranged it wanted that person to be murdered anyways oh yeah so that's why so it was a whole setup <laughs> thanks th- for yeah. that story yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay yeah so communication um, no not communication what did we say researching. researching researching what the taboos are so like Chloe said for example doing it safely mm-hmm. as well so like whatever your kinks or your whatever or if you think it's something that is hard to talk about come at it from a informed perspective yeah. as well I think even if you're not talking about it with the person that you're going to be doing it with but even if you're talking about it with your friends or whatever mm-hmm. you want that information to I think it's less likely to be awkward if you have the answers for people's questions and people's yeah. concerns and stuff like that Um and I don't think you necessarily have to sorry have to care what people think in terms of sexual taboos but you you want to be able to relate and feel safe essentially not relate i'm sure you have some kinks that i don't like yeah i definitely probably do i think stop winking at me <laughs> and i'm and i know for a fact um yeah you have some kinks that i don't necessarily it's not a bit of me um, and that's fine but i i personally think that like now don't get me wrong um you can do whatever you want to do and you can, you know, say whatever you want to say. But I think that there's no harm in just also just keeping certain things to yourself if you feel Mm. that kind of like, I don't know, if you feel like you may be judged by the outside world for the stuff that you do like. Yeah. Personally, I'm a bit like, I'm a little bit traditional, a little bit. Okay, I'm not that traditional like when it comes to my girls. It's so funny because you always say that you're traditional. Yeah, I'm a little bit, as in like, I feel as if what goes down in the bedroom, for me personally, well, this is why I said little because I know that we, we talk a lot, but like in general, for like the, yeah. the like the majority of it, what goes down like me being in a relationship now, I kind of I keep it to myself unless it's necessary. Like and I unless also, it's like a specific new thing that like, oh my god, you yeah. never did last night. But and in I general, also think I keep older it to myself. Exactly. Now that's the difference. I think when we were younger, we would literally come back and feed back from the About point everything. of entering the door every single point and, and usually think... one thing i can say sorry to put in is that um so i know when you in a, in a long-term relationship i'm mm. sure at the beginning like you probably oh um, yeah come back and say in but then the, yeah. after a while oh, it's yeah. kind of like oh, okay this is the norm this now is the norm. so you don't need to speak about yeah. it but when we were single yeah, and i think just so. like running after boys or they were running after us <laughs> um and we were just you know just yeah we just would like, enjoy it yeah and it was more i guess when it's stuff like that it's more like sporadic it's more exciting not saying that it's not but you know what I mean is that like you said this is my everyday life this is a part of my life I don't feel like I need if I had to tell you about everything I'd be talking to you 
all the time all the time and also like even i'm thinking back um to the beginning of my relationship now mm. at the beginning like yeah. it was like oh my gosh like i remember like the first time let's just say yeah i did come and speak yeah. to you girls about it like oh my gosh so this that and the other yeah but like after that it's just like eh, it's just you know yeah it's just not it's not necessary yeah but what i was gonna say is i think um yeah not everything has to be discussed with everyone but then i guess in terms of like okay this is another thing i was gonna ask so when i saw this question it did make me think mm-hmm. yeah so obviously people think it's very important to mm-hmm. break down sexual taboos and have these conversations and normalize them and from the research that i did and like read it was saying like start have even though these conversations are uncomfortable start mm-hmm. having them with your friends and with your family and i was just thinking what do you mean with your friends exactly because i was just thinking certain things and maybe this now comes down to culture as well being a big part in it but i am not gonna be sitting in a room don't get me wrong my cousins cool fine some of them mm-hmm but it's not really a thing that I'm gonna, I feel like is necessary to break down those barriers with those people. I just don't. Mm-hmm. Like, I think if we're talking about being an adult and having sex, like, then obviously that those sort of boundaries need to be broken down. Because yeah. if you're like a 30 year old woman and your parent doesn't know that you have sex, I don't think you need to go and talk to them about it. Yeah, I agree. But if you think, <laughs> if your parents do think that you don't have sex, maybe that is a conversation that you might want to like drop in somewhere mm-hmm. just to be like, I'm a grown ass person kind of thing. I can't imagine. Can you imagine being 30 and your parent being like, don't have sex? Yeah, I mean, like, I, I'm, for some people, that's their reality. But I guess that's my thing is, like I said, you don't need to know everything. They don't need to know everything. Um, so that's what I was going to say. I think that's probably a part that I disagree. And I think depending on sexual taboos is but who you want to talk to if you do want to talk to your family about it mm-hmm. i can try and give you advice <laughs> my mm-hmm. advice would personally be to like not because i really really believe that like for the sake of your family and yourself those uncomfortable conversations can be avoided yeah unless they are literally sexual based and you feel like you have to talk about something specific but other than that i just don't think it is necessary to have those conversations with your family yeah I think I think it's just like you know the same way that we avoid watching films that we know has a lot of sex in with, with, with your parents. parents. It's the same thing. Listen, like you can you even, can actually avoid it. Even some second base scenes, I'm just like, nah, this it's is uncomfortable. Mad and I don't think, for me personally, I don't think I'll ever get comfortable with that. No, I, I don't think I'll ever have a like a com. Pardon me, a conversation yeah. with um, my mum openly about. Like, don't I have in the past about sex and stuff, but not like, oh yeah, so you know. Like, no, because mm-hmm. the, the advice I was reading was saying that start normalizing having these conversations, talk about preferences no. and experiences. Excuse me? No, I think. To who? I think, I guess also it's dependent on your relationship with your, um, your parents. But I think regardless but- though, do you need to, unless you're going about, like you said, for something very specific, mm-hmm. I don't know why I would share my sexual experience with my parents. Yeah, I just neither, think like I. I don't want to know about neither yours I. like I don't feel like that's something we need to talk about but do you know what's really weird I'm kind of contradicting myself here um I don't think I'd want my kids to speak to me about their experiences okay but I would want them to tell me like for example like when they're going into that phase in their life I would want them to tell me because I think one thing that I realize as well is that when you're um young 
and depending on what you ha- who you have around you so whether that's siblings whether that's cousins whether that's friends or whatever you're really just like in this massive pool of feelings with no one to really guide you um i don't know i don't know if you'd agree um i was gonna ask you out of curiosity mm. um how do you i know obviously you you don't know but how would you imagine your kids coming to speak to you about sex so my thing is that I, once they get to a certain age, which I think would probably be between the age of 11 and 12, mm-hmm. I think I will start talk to, talking to them about it. Okay. Even if they're uncomfortable, I think that that will then make them know that if they did want to talk to me about it, this is not a taboo in this household. Okay. So you can. Um, it's difficult in it because it's like, you have to always have that boundary of parent and friend. Like, I'm your friend, but I'm also your mum. Mm-hmm. So there are certain things that are private, but at the same time, if even if it's a question about wanting to do something and the safest way, I would much rather that. And I think I want to keep like the mentality that everything you do, I may not agree with, but as long as you know that anything that I say is going to be to keep you safe, but I'm never going to tell you, do not do that thing because I know that that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. I know that you're going to do what you're going to do. Oh, so God, it's this. about how can we do this safely? Mm-hmm. And even if you're doing something and you haven't told me the full truth, the fact that you told me part of the truth, you'll be willing to call me if you need me. Like, or come to me if something has happened. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just want to create that sort of safe space and environment. But um, I think experiences. Is like a no-no. Yeah. Any, oh, any... makes you vomit. As in this <laughs> idea the of thought. like... Can you imagine? I get, I get really funny knowing that like, my cat could like oh might want to have sex like, that makes me physically physically <laughs> sick like not not mochi yeah do you know what i mean yeah it's your baby yeah i get it <laughs> not do you know what i mean <laughs> 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 oh my god i'm so dumb no i definitely i definitely get it it's boy this world is sick you know i know Okay, I've got a really nice one here. I've got a lovely message that I'm excited to read out. Um, So it reads, Hi ladies, first off, you know I... No, it isn't me, it's how it's written. Okay, Okay. first off, um, okay, you know I need to show love to you both as I'm locked in every week and I love this podcast. I love coming across Black British podcasts, so keep the episodes coming. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, Olympia. Okay. That's so funny though. No pressure, but you guys need to do a live show. That will be a good time. Stroke good with capital letters. Yes. Um oh my god, it yes. It needs to happen. It needs it really does. It's coming, it's it coming. is gonna come. Okay, let me get into it. I'll keep it as short as possible. You you did it, babe. Um <laughs> I have been blessed with a great community. I have amazing friends who I consider family, and my family are my foundation. We are so close. I'm also in a loving relationship and we've hit the one year mark. Woo! Go girl! And I couldn't be more happier in this. My struggle is that I feel like it's them, brackets, my friends and family, versus my man. Oh no. Now they Don't all me. get on really well. But I find that sometimes it feels like I have to choose one over the other Mm. to show that I'm loyal and valuable or value them. Mm. 
I would say I feel this mainly from my friends and family, which I understand as I'm around them a lot less than I used to be. But I'm also in a dedicated relationship that I only see growing. How do I find balance? Um, thank you, Chloe and Ollie. Any advice would be so helpful. First of all, he said you can call me Ollie. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, no, I'm joking. <laughs> Joking, joking. Well, now you um, made them feel so uncomfortable. No, it's not. They, they, they're comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I no, actually cannot. Um, no, it's fine. Call, call me whatever you want. So funny. Um, I, I think you should never be in a position where you feel like it's one against the other. I think that's one of the most uncomfortable, awkward, horrible situations to be. Um. I think it's determining whether there is actual competition or whether you feel as though there's competition. Because you love both sides so much, you might actually be like putting that pressure on yourself to feel like you need to choose. If your partner, if you love them, you trust them, you know that they're right for you, they're not gonna always get on with every single person that's in your life. And I think that that's fine. They don't have to have the closest relationship. Um, And I guess it's also what's important for you. Is it that your partner doesn't get along with your mom? Is it that they don't get along with your dad? Or is it that there's a cousin who they see on Easter for two days that you're having to choose between? Then I think you can sort of evaluate it, but I don't know. I just think you could possibly be overthinking it. I don't know. There's not enough context for me to know, but do you get what I mean though? But like sometimes there's, like I always worried when I was bringing a partner to my family because I was just like, oh my God, like I know I love both sides so much, like what's gonna happen? And then I just kind of let it go. I was just like, if they really love him then they really love him, as long as they don't hate him or dislike him or can't stand him or they're trying to break us up, then I just think like, I love the person. Like as long as you can tolerate each other, that's actually all I care about to be honest. But what about you? See, I think maybe, maybe because I've read, I read, um their message a couple of times before. Mm. Um, I've taken it different. First of okay, all- Okay, tell me. She said that they get on really well, um, as in like her family and him. But sometimes. But um, I think it's more to do with the time. So so she okay. mentions that now she's really, really close with her family and her friends. Oh, maybe I'm- And- um, <laughs> Maybe you need to read it again. No, no, it's fine. Because <laughs> I have read it a few times, so, so okay. you know what I mean. But yeah, now she's really, really close with her family and her friends. And now she's in this great relationship. So, um, from what I kind of like imagine is that she yeah well she even said she spends less time now with her family or friends but that's what happens when you're in a relationship Mm -hmm. and I think I definitely agree on the point of like overthinking like unless it's been said maybe like perhaps maybe if someone has said something oh wow you're not you're not around anymore or this that and the other I would say that like it may not be the case do you know what I mean but one thing that I can say and this is through my experience and I'm sure a lot of us in relationships have experiences experienced this I've been told that before like oh I'm not you're not around anymore yeah um like where are you this that and the other but when you when you get into something serious with someone one it could be something completely new so maybe you're really excited and you always want to be around them so that, like you know the beginning stages is going to be like that you um have been with your man for a year so mm. that's not a super long time mm. so i feel like as time goes by the more adjusted you're going to feel and so are your family and your friends um to about your relationship and how you spend your time because when you think about it and i think like it only takes when 
let's just say you're removed from your community. Mm. So i.e. let's say you and your partner now decide to move to another part mm-hmm. of England or even to a different, mm. complete different country. Yeah. The fact that you're not around will not be, I don't think will be raised as much as in like be brought to your attention by your friends and family for the fact that you're unreachable. But let's say you still live in the same, I don't know, you might still, I don't know yeah. where you live, you might still live in your family house or you might close live near, or, close by and yeah. stuff. Um, sometimes we, and I'm saying we, as in even myself being the person on the the other side has expected things to be the same. When in actual fact, there's a whole new person that's in the equation. And the relationship um, between friendship and family and a romantic relationship is so different that I feel like when your friend or your sister, your brother Mm. gets into something, we need to give those people grace. Um, and allow one a period of time for them to enjoy and enjoy um, their great situation that they're in and from what like it's like from what you've described um, you're in and two to understand that like at the end of the day people do have honeymoon periods like it's so normal yeah Um, and I think like it isn't a they versus him situation yeah Um, but it's just more so how you manage your time how you manage you know okay cool I see my man quite a lot um, throughout the week. I'm going to make some time to yeah. see friends on this day. Yeah. Even if it isn't four times a week, it's at least once a week. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I think there's just that level of compromise or um, that level of adjusting that you have to do and also your friends and your family. I think it's a horrible feeling when you feel stuck in the middle and you feel like, oh my God, you're like I have to just please everyone because I think that's the worst thing you could do. You can't please it's everyone. Horrible position to be in yeah you literally you can't do it it's literally impossible and then you're just going to drive yourself up the wall i do think yeah like do you know there's always like those people that are like okay so obviously if you're someone in a relationship and you have completely removed yourself you have cut people off you're not speaking to people then mm-hmm. obviously what i'm saying now does not apply to you so you guys stop doing that yeah, um, that's but if you're someone who is in a relationship it's exciting you're spending a lot of time with your partner but you're still communicating you're still speaking with your friends and family no you don't see them as often but like you said honeymoon period even after that i think when you're in a relationship and when you're single are two very different things very different so the availability that i have as a single woman in comparison to when i wasn't is different and some people see it as oh look now she's single she's back and she's available all the time yeah you're right yeah because i am available i am available now but i wasn't before and i'm not saying that like you have to even rank people in terms of priority but i think even as you said chloe i think when you're planning your future and that you're at a certain age and you're at a certain point in your relationship your partner does become that first go-to person because we're talking about everyday life not because even as you grow up even if you live with your parents they're not the people that you go to for everything they're not the people who provide you with the help that you need necessarily when you need it not saying our parents don't help us but Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like we now have outsourced all these different relationships in our lives and the reality is if I'm in a relationship and I'm at the age I'm at and even if I'm younger when I'm looking forward, I am sort of looking forward with the eyes of myself and that person. Absolutely. Whereas when I look at my friends and I'm planning things, I don't think, where does Chloe fit into to this? Do you yeah. know what I mean? If, yeah. if I'm planning a relationship, it's like, all right, where does my partner fit into this? Mm-hmm. You obviously might think how your friends would be affected by your decisions, but it's not going to sway your decisions because they're not 
involved directly. Yeah. Um. So I do think, as you said, like a lot of grace has to be given. Um. I do think in situations, if you haven't experienced certain things, it's hard to be able to relate. Mm-hmm. But anyone listening who feels like they're losing a friend or a family member or whatever due to a relationship, I would advise having a conversation of just like, I'm so ha- start off obviously like I'm so happy for you. I do miss you. I don't think make them feel don't make them yeah. feel bad. I think it's the point feel, is mm-hmm. that you miss them, regardless of what they're doing. The point is that you miss them. If yeah. you feel like you need to push a point on the fact that it's because they've got a partner, it's not going to get you anywhere. It's yeah, probably just going to build more awkwardness in that situation because, like you said, now you're under pressure. Yeah. Now you're feeling like you have to choose. You're uncomfortable. I think yeah, it just has to be addressed in a way of I feel this way and I miss mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Um, because yeah, if my friend tells me they miss me, I'm going to be like, rah, shit, you're right. Mm-hmm. I miss you too. I need to schedule in some time. But if you come at me, you're always with your boyfriend, I'll be like, do you know what? Do you know where I'm going to go right now? To his. Because <laughs> you're getting on my nerves. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But I think, I think that's, I think that's, um, yeah, no, I think that's pretty much it. It's Olympia. It's Chloe. If you're loving this episode, stop and rate us on Spotify right now. Go on, go, go on, do it. Don't like it now. Mm-hmm. Next, oh, this is a dilemma. So next dilemma. Next dilemma. Okay. Um. Okay. It was actually meant to be me. Current. Oh, where's yours? Where's yours? <laughs> Current affairs is triggering my anxiety. That's what it's called. <clears throat> Oh my god, that's me. I, I want to be thing. in the know and clued up about so many things. However, I can't handle it if I'm being honest. Oh my god. I feel like the world is in a mad place and unfortunately I don't see it getting any better. But I cannot continue to watch this and somehow live a normal day-to-day life. The amount of guilt I would feel if I don't keep up to date with the news would be insane. But I feel like I'm going insane and I need to put a boundary up. But How? Oh my god! I'm gonna pass the mic straight up to Olympia because this? this is that's why I selected it today because I was just like, oh, this is a good one. Did I write this um, and I feel like, yeah, this will be something a bit close to you. So <laughs> here you go. Um, I think it's really difficult. Um, I think you're right. There's like a lot of shit going on. Um, in the world, I mean, the thing is, there are there's always shit going on in the world, but I think when it's like um, comes to the forefront and everyone's talking about it, it's everywhere you turn, everywhere you look, and it's such atrocious things that sounds really selfish to almost say is like relatable because I've not been, I've not had to go through anything remotely close, but I think it's coming from a history of oppression, especially it's like it just feels like how is this allowed to happen um in terms of creating boundaries i think once you i think number one educate yourself on don't trust the news because the news will show you what the news wants to show you and sometimes they do things to scare you to make you feel worse um unfortunately in the current things that are going on right now the truth is that the news aren't reporting that when you go on the internet, it's actually 10 times worse because you're seeing the most horrific things that I've never, ever, ever, ever seen in my life. So I'm sure you can, you probably feel the same. Um, But I would say figure out ways that you can help, even if it's small ways. So whether that's making, sharing awareness, whether that is writing letters to your MP, whether that is going to protest, whether that is talking about it with people around you, but I would say you have to find a balance of switching off 
and going to bed. Um, I've got myself in a bit of a cycle of unhealthy mm-hmm. obsession, um, which I can say has actually been at a, detri- a detriment to my mental health, my health, and it's it's a lot. Um, but then, like you said, you feel guilty for switching off. But then I think what you also have to realize is that if you lose function, you will no longer be able to help even in the small ways that you're already helping. So it's reminding yourself, it's almost like, I don't want to compare it, but it's, I always tell myself it's always, almost like being a mum. You have to switch off sometimes. You have to take that break. You have to do those things in order for a better outcome for the people that you care for. So I would say have boundaries in a sense of, right, I've looked at the news today. I've educated myself on what I've seen today. And right, it's nine o'clock no more news reading you will catch up tomorrow you're not the primary person in this i think helping every way you can but you being up and reading and researching at one o'clock or two o'clock in the morning is not gonna help it's not gonna make the difference that you need to make you're better off having a good night's sleep waking up refreshed and then being able to look into the next action you can take for that day and then yeah and just keep it moving keep speaking about it keep being authentic keep being a voice for people who don't have a voice but also remember that you have to look after yourself as well um but yeah i need to take that advice myself <laughs> you said that really beautifully thanks Grace. just just saying oh, that's the nicest thing you've <laughs> no, as in like because I, I do know obviously i've watched well, I observe you as well in general, and I do know you when. Tell. Yeah, I can. I know when you're, you're, in it. Let's just say that. <laughs> and I know the first time that it happened was during the lockdown, and oh my God, like yeah. so with like the pandemic. So and that was the first. That was the first time um, it was brought to my attention. I didn't realize that like you, not that, not I, that, I, not I that you suffered, get, but like you go. But through. I do get a bit obsessed, but it's yeah. like an empathy what's the word i'm an empath yeah yeah yeah. and i think it gets no i hear it i mean i hear it um but i'm glad that you found like better ways to handle it do you know what i mean yeah um with me i Mm. am i i'm someone who would be like okay cool i don't want to watch this video but there's a link below it and i can donate something Mm -hmm. and i'll just do that yeah Reason being is because I know me and I know myself. So depending, um, this is this is to the writer that wrote in, depending on how you are, um, by the sounds of it, I feel like, you know, you're at a point where you're like, you you need to kind of like intervene and be like, okay, cool. I need to change up something. I think mm. setting those boundaries that you want to set is literally, is, is vital. Um, with myself, I set those boundaries and I just don't, I don't look at it. I don't go on certain things and for me that works and that's fine. I don't personally believe that it's me um, turning a blind eye on what's going on in the world or what's going on just, yeah, just in general. But I don't need to, I don't need to wake up in the morning, go to my phone and see something awful yeah. in the morning. I don't need to see that. Um, I That's not me saying that, oh my God, no. Um, you know, I, I, I don't care about it, no, but I just don't need to actually see that. Um, and I just sometimes feel as if like boundaries are really important so set them I think if you want to make a change you have to put that change in in place at the moment it sounds as though yeah whatever 
however you're handling things is not working so I feel like you mm. do need to make a kind of a like you need to kind of shock yourself into doing something different and um, I'm happy that you mentioned that you want to place those boundaries how you do it I can give you advice Olympia can give you advice mm-hmm. but it literally it was, it's, it's all down you. to how yeah how you find it I say you try you find you're going to find your own balance do you know what I mean whether that's the case of like you limiting yourself to only looking at a certain number amount of posts a day I don't know or um, yeah. limiting yourself to only researching about said topic for an hour yeah. um, a day like you can decide how your boundary looks like but make sure you put a boundary in place and like I said don't don't make it a meaty boundary like shock yourself because you need you need that shock factor to kind of like be like okay and you need that time just to breathe yeah and then ease yourself and the thing is I think there'll into, be times yeah. that there'll be times where action is necessary mm-hmm. and there's things that need to happen that are necessary but I don't necessarily <laughs> you're saying necessary am I necessary am I, I necessary 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 I think it's it's needed all the time um yeah so I think pretty much what we both said just put those boundaries in place do what you can figure out what you can do to help but also your mental health is important as well so important um, and it does, it, it really does affect it. It's really difficult because I think when you're watching people suffer and you feel helpless, mm-hmm. you almost feel like privileged to be able to switch off. Exactly. Um, and then that, I think that's where you, well, for me anyways, that's where the guilt comes in. Cause it's like, yes, I've had enough of seeing this stuff and I don't want to see it. But then I'm like, how can I just decide that I don't want to see it when people are actually suffering? But it's I like, hear it. there are people suffering all over the world that's what i'm gonna say and if we were to live in that every single day we would never ever rest and And guys remind yourself that you're human exactly like we're we're not superheroes we're not we're not superhuman we're not gonna be able to endure everything all the time um and i think that's the whole point of it and Mm. there is unfortunately in the world that we live in so much that we can do in certain situations so i think it's yeah i think it's just doing what you can when you can what you're comfortable with um and like and like chloe said not everyone is gonna feel it on the same level or express it in the same ways i think what's that saying like silence is complicity or whatever but i don't think you necessarily have to scream and shout to support there are so many people supporting causes that you wouldn't even know yeah because you don't hear them but it doesn't mean they're not doing it yeah um so yeah 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 we are at the end of the episode guys um thank you so much to everyone who continues to send in questions dilemmas and all of your issues we will be going into the new year with some exciting things and we would really 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 love for you guys to continue sending in some juicy topics um i have been olympia and i have been chloe Amor. keep following and supporting guys you can follow us on instagram at after eight pod and on twitter after eight pod underscore and to send us any emails or dilemmas, you can email us at afterrapepod at gmail.com. Thank you so much, guys. Our DMs yes. are always open. You can message us, call us, text us if you know us um, and all that good <laughs> stuff. Um, 
have a great week and we love you yes it's christmas next week guys um let's try and stay positive happy keep praying keep happy keep keep happy keep positive we love that amen amen